Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you could go away and spend one week all by yourself, what would you do or where would you go? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Okay, hi. Hey. Why are we asking this question, Bradley? Well, because I saw this story, totally relatable, Justin Bieber. Wait, what? what? Most days, not very relatable, but today, very relatable because he recently uh, took a solo road trip to the mountains to, quote, pray, mm. think, and reflect. Mm. And I, what are you thinking about? Just that sounds nice. Oh, right. To just get away to the mountains. So when Justin Bieber is relatable, I kind of feel like uh, we got to call it out. And mostly because I, uh, like, in my adult life, totally understand the importance of. I should say in my my uh, partnered life, totally understand and appreciate and advocate for the importance of taking some solo time yeah. to exist in time and space alone, if it's possible. And he did this, you know, at the age of 25. Now, he lives a different lifestyle than we do. He apparently hustled over to a lake that appeared to be in the Sierra Nevada mountain range in Northern California to quote, uh, think, reflect and pray. And then he said it was time to get back to wifey smiley face. And, um, she was like, Oh, gosh, I really, I love the term wifey, wifey, but they're 25. I mean, they're children, they're babies, they're babies. Anyway, the moral of the story is I am all here for solo. Yeah. tripping. And I just wanted to have that space for us to just be like, let's reward yeah, ourselves today. Totally. Let's go somewhere. Where are we going? Awesome. Alone. Yeah, we're going alone. Okay. So you leave your partner behind or it's mm-hmm. just yourself. Because here's the thing. You don't need to be partnered to understand the importance of solo travel. Uh, if you're single, you may still feel like obligated. It's kind of like solo dining. Like it is a different headspace. It is a different set of expectations. It is a different sense of relaxation. It is a different experience. And I can tell you that I have found value in it in my own life. And I feel like I sound like a D-bag right now, but I have. Yeah. And I I advocate for it wholeheartedly. Um, Okay. First of all, I will say, and by the way, 651-641-1071. You get to have some time alone. You're going to yeah. go where somewhere. You, where are you going? What are you going to go? Yeah, what are you going to do while you're there? Um, I, this something I've noticed about myself is uh, I've I'm des I get desperate for that time away in the silence, 
And then when I get there, I cannot handle it. And I have to force myself to like live in the discomfort of the silence. Yeah. Because I just don't have a life of silence. Yeah. Right. Um, but here's my thing. Okay. I fantasize. Mm. Oh, okay. I was just not that kind of way about just being like in a little cabin mm. in a wooded area with yes. maybe like a stream nearby trickle, trickle. with nobody for miles around. Yeah. And just if you're inside, it's quiet. When you walk outside, it's quiet. That's what I dream about. I, I totally am with you. And in fact, a couple years ago, I wanted to do that. Um, I just I had some stuff I wanted to do. And I was like, I think I'm just going to take a couple days. And originally I had planned to go up north somewhere, like get a cabin. And mm. I was just like, I spent like a week just like looking at all the like VRBOs for like cabins up north. And I was yes. like, how far north can I go? And I was like, I'm going to drive like five hours up north. Like insanely, there's no need. But I was just having that fantasy of doing it. Do you know what stopped me from doing it? Uh, thinking that you were going to get murdered by a scary Thank person you. in the woods. Because then I guess had that, what stops me from doing because it. Because then I had that thought of like, I, there was this beautiful yeah. cabin that like overlooked onto this beautiful stretch of yeah. forest. And I was yeah. like, those windows at night, yes. would I wouldn't be able to get to sleep. No. So I ended up going south and going to a hotel mm-hmm. and spending, you know, a couple days um alone and Mm -hmm. that was a far more manageable experience but i too fantasize like i just want to be alone with mother nature but like it is seriously the watcher in the woods that is imaginary that will stop you from that uh my friend kim she actually uh in the summertime well and actually probably in the fall too she camps so she has like a a tent well now she bought a little um scamp scamper thing Mm -hmm. And so um, she can do it that way, but she takes her dog. Yeah, so you almost would need to do that. Yeah, so she's got a little bit of companionship, but she loves it. She goes and reads books. I mean, that sounds delightful. But again, I think it is the you need to do it for more than one day Mm. because the first day you are trying to get used to the fact that you don't have to do anything yeah. or go anywhere you or let be that sand settle. Seriously, because yeah. it does take a little you have time. To get back to that primitive yes. human, yes. the one that wants to be near the fire. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or how about taking a trip alone yeah. without your partner, without friends, but doing it in a group setting? Mm. So that way, you're not afraid of serial killers yeah. coming to get you in the middle of the but night. But you're afraid that the people you're with are maybe serial killers. Sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. Stop. I had a hard time with I'm, that I'm one. Are they getting background checked? Okay, sorry. I ruined it. I'm sorry. Oh, I... I don't. Nope. Siri thought I was talking to her. No, thank you. Holly, if you had your druthers, where would you off to? If we said, you know what? Don't come in tomorrow, Holly. Take a week off. I'm going to Big Sur. Bye. Tell me about Big Sur and why that appeals to you. Because I actually had a friend do that recently. Well, Big Sur is on the Pacific Coast Highway, Highway 1 in California. It's in the middle of California on the coast. Big, open landscapes you get to oh be in the gosh, you get to go to beautiful. the ocean you could get a yurt you could do a group experience if you want i mean there are lots of little like uh, retreat spaces in big sur but yeah it's a place where you go to be with yourself you could do the group experience thing because like you i am afraid that someone's going to come and break in my window and kill me in the middle mm-hmm. of the night and no one's going to hear me scream 
Right. This would solve that problem. Okay, by the way, Big Sur is beautiful. Right. Also, what is it about, like, there's two things I feel like everybody wants to gravitate toward when they're going to have, like, some sort of solo quest. Water or mountains? Well, I kind of feel like that's, you know, whether you're alone or with people, I think those two places gravitate, or we, we specifically gravitate towards those two places because we don't have either of those things right now we have water yeah we have but so I much water what you mean is like the big water, water or not even big necessarily big mountain yeah not necessarily like even ocean water i mean one of the places like i feel most at rest is lake superior because i can't see the other side of it there's something really powerful about that holly weren't you and i talking about that the other day yeah yeah we were talking about that on our way to lunch the yes. other day but remember what britney spears said on her instagram it's no. so true it's it's, oh my gosh no bring out the wisdom of britney spears in this moment water is life's matter mother matrix and media that was actually weren't, those weren't her words those were rudyard kipling or something yeah um I do, you know, I do like the idea of actually traveling to a place um, solo, like a tourist destination. I just feel like, because I think that would be a unique experience, but for some reason at this point in my life, with uh, somebody else significantly in my life, I would much rather go to a place where there was nothing. Right. Where I could have the silence experience. I want to share the tourist experiences with the people I love and have the quiet experiences with with myself. That sounded gross. Yeah. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, we've actually gone silent on Scientology for way too long. And uh, we need to revisit something about the Church of Scientology. Cults. We're going to do that after this on My Talk 1071. Scientology's been pretty quiet for the last couple of years. Um, but we want to talk about them today on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hi. Hi. What's what's new with Scientology? So I saw this article yesterday inside the mysterious Scientology compound that may be holding its leader's missing wife. And I just had a feeling of nostalgia, kind of like when you hear Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas the first oh, time before yes. the holidays. You hear about a compound keeping an elusive lady prisoner. You just get all warm and fuzzy inside, don't terrible you? Terrible science fiction cult that persists past the death of its crazy creator. Anyway, um, so I saw this article and I was like, count me in. And I started reading and was reminded of all the things we love about the Scientology story. Mm-hmm. Lies, mm-hmm. subterfuge, mm-hmm. prisoners, mm-hmm. big fences with spiky things on them more lies but i didn't know okay so uh, this article doesn't really give us a whole crap ton of new information but what it did was shed light on a particular part of the church of scientology's property that i don't think we've paid much attention to and frankly i think would be far more important for a bunch of yahoos on facebook to storm than area 51 okay first of all let's take two steps backwards and explain uh the person in question Mm, here shelly miscavige what is a shelly miscavige so shelly miscavige is the wife of david miscavige Mm -hmm. what's david miscavige He's the de facto leader of the Church of Scientology. He was the guy that took over Scientology uh, from L. Ron Hubbard uh, after Hubbard died, basically like stole it from his cold, dead hands and then turned it into a giant money cult. Yeah. And, uh, you know, got the U.S. government to get rid of their tax exempt or to give them tax exempt status. Really created this just like 
uh, crazy, creepy, uh, megalomaniacal Scientology uh, as we know it. Yeah. Which is, uh, you know, uses celebrities to be sort of the face of the quote faith. Well, underneath they are systematically um, imprisoning and abusing their members yeah. and fleecing them for tons of money and buying up a lot of property. And you don't have to take our word for it. I think the the popular culture uh, now understands that this is all happening. Happening. It's real. Nobody's really doing anything about it, yeah, but you know, you know look at the world story. around you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, back to the story. So Shelly Miscavige was the wife of David Miscavige and she went missing. And in fact, she disappeared. And in fact, you'll remember it was her disappearance that led one Leah Remini to say something about it, which ultimately led her to leaving the Church of Scientology and then launching an entire crusade mm-hmm. to shed uh, light on the crazy uh, shenanigans of the Church of Scientology. And I use that term very loosely because really, um, you know, a lot of horrible practices were brought to light thanks to the work that she did. Absolutely. Back to Shelley Miscavige. She r- was rumored to have been removed from the public. Mm-hmm. She was a very high up person in the church, right at David uh, Miscavige's right hand, you know, doing all sorts of stuff. She was actually the one that was responsible for minding Tom Cruise mm-hmm. and uh, dealing with his relationships and then trying to find him a new relationship auditioning at a point. potential wives yeah. for him like she was all up in it then allegedly mm-hmm. there was a falling out between the two of them mm-hmm. and she was disappeared and it was her disappearance that had a lot of people going wait a minute wait a minute something ain't right here long story short the police got involved and they were like nothing to see here mm-hmm. well there's a whole story there, a whole story about, there about how they might have some relationships with the police and also the police just like went to her door and she was like no i'm fine i'm totally fine nothing to see go away looks behind the door yeah to see you know person holding you know a gun to her head Mm -hmm. allegedly anyway long story short she has still she's still missing this is 10 years now basically where this woman has not been seen in public Mm -hmm. a woman who is very prominent in the organization very high up she is still the wife of david miscavige and has not been seen Publicly for ten years. Well, there's this guy named the Angry Gay Pope. I don't oh, know what an angry gay pope he sounds is. Like fun. Uh, but is that his given name? No, I don't okay. think so. All one word. But he's angry this, gay pope. He's there. And by the way, uh, the internet uh, here at work won't let us go to angrygaypope.com. But he's something of like a watcher, a Scientology yeah. watcher. And we like he, him. In he, other words, yeah, he thinks that she might be living in this compound, which we've never really talked about near. Twin Peaks, California, uh, which is about a 40 minute drive from San Bernardino. And there's this fenced off compound, private bunker, allegedly has a nuclear bunker. Why do I feel like we have we have talked about this before? I don't think we have. It looks like Endor. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm -hmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Like from The Return of the mm-hmm. Jedi, it's like a, a forested compound. Um, and there is a ton of like protection around this place. And allegedly she's been seen. That is Shelly Miscavige has been oh. seen at this compound. Actually, at one point the article says like somebody saw a lady once here and they speculated it could have been Shelly Miscavige. Okay. I don't really know, but I will say there's like all of these, you know, crazy fences with cameras. It looks very hunger games. Yeah, it like does. They have big spikies on the fence. It seriously does. And there's also creepily a stretch of fencing where these pink ribbons have been showing up. And somebody's like, it's all for Shelly. It's a cry for help. Yeah, I don't know. It's coming from inside the house. But it's, <laughs> but at the end of the day, we do know that this particular enclave is part of a, a division that Scientology uses to preserve the words of L. Ron Hubbard. And literally in this compound, they have all of his met, uh, his works written on metal. Yes. Okay, so we have we actually have read about this because I believe it's in the book. Ooh. The big book. I think what you're thinking of, though, is that place where it's like a nuclear yeah. like, landing pad yes. for aliens or something, which I think is in like New Mexico. Okay, maybe, maybe it is, but they but have. They've got multiples. Yes, and they do have all of his writings are preserved on metal because yeah. it's indestructible. Unless you heat it to a certain temperature I mean, and then it's not. But whatever, that's a totally irrelevant story. And it's yeah. They also have and, some. And they're exor- not really concerned with reality. There's also I'm some exercise saying. equipment, and they have direct TV satellite dish. Oh, good. <laughs> they, somebody just nice like took amenities. a bunch of pictures, but that's what got me thinking. Like, okay, you guys, this is not hard. We should be organizing and storming like, this area 51. You're not getting inside. This place, you could get inside. You could, maybe. Oh, yeah, you got to watch out for those white buses driving around employees. Mm-hmm. Area 51, they're not letting you in. It's true, but you might be able to get in this place. It's true. Let's, we should look more into this. All right. Maybe plan a trip. Okay. All right, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley Show, we've got some celebrities behaving badly. We call them D-Bags. Celebrities behaving badly to talk about on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071. Streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hello. We have a name for those celebrities that are behaving badly. D-Bag. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who's okay. your D-Bag? So, okay, mine is a mild D-Bag. I mean, I really need you to hear me when I say this. Okay. This is very mildly D-Baggy. Okay. And, um... The thing I find debaggy is the need to coin a term versus what she's actually saying. Okay. My minor debag right. is Emma Watson today. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So she uh, did a story. She was interviewed for uh, British Vogue for the December issue. And um, I can't even believe we're talking about December. Anyway, you know, she's getting press right now because she is in the movie Little Women. Now, she's 30 years old. Mm-hmm. And she's talking about what it feels like to be to turn 30. And I think a lot of people can relate to this to turn 30 and have an idea about 
what society thinks you should be by the time you turn 30. Yeah. Specifically, she's talking about, she says, I feel stressed and anxious. She says, I feel like there's this whole like subliminal messaging around you. If you haven't built a home, you don't have a husband, you don't have a baby and you're turning 30. You're not, and you're not in some incredibly secure, stable place in your career. You're still figuring things out. There's just an incredible amount of anxiety. Agree. Yeah. She goes on to say, it's fully relatable. She goes on to say, uh, I never have believed in the whole I'm happy single spiel. I was like, this is totally spiel. Um, But now it's taken me a long time, but I'm happy being single. Single. Okay. I'm still on board. And then she goes, I call it being self-partnered. And I'm like, I feel like we're trying to conscious uncouple being single. And I feel like you can just say, I'm fine. Also, I just... I love how, because uh, I was reading this article earlier, and I I just love how people need to, like, flatten everything. Like, like we're not all the same at all times, and we're all in the same place at the same time, and things aren't all the same all the time. What I mean by that is, like, some people are single, mm-hmm. some people are not. Correct. You don't need to, like... Like partner yourself to when you're single. Yeah, you can just be single. Yeah, and you don't need to be like a single person in your relationship. Like you know, ship. By the way, thank you for finishing that properly. (laughs) Um, Although I've been in a few of those too. All right, okay, okay, all right. I'm not saying I'm just saying. Anyway, um, but there's like this need to like. To, like, not have the experience. Right. Like, being single is an experience worth having. Yes. Not being in a relationship is an experience worth having. And you don't need to... There's not this, like, perfect singleness that is as happy as partneredness. Nor does Do you it see need, what I'm saying? Yeah, nor, nor does it need to be. And uh, to your point, and I actually thank you for bringing it up in that way because it made me kind of crystallize what was bothersome about this to me is that she feels like she needs to use the term partnered in order to be okay with being single Yeah. so that it's not just about being single. It's about being a partner to myself. Well, no, then you're normalizing the partner piece. Yeah. You can really just can, be like, I'm and, just and also, living my life, man. You're not with a partner. That's not the experience you're having. The judgment you're placing on it is up to you. But but don't do that because that takes away what it means to have a partner. That right. is a different experience. You can't have all the experiences. You, right. And that's and I, I I hate to you know poke at generations, but I think it is very much of that age mm-hmm. of your life when you think you need to like somehow reinvent the wheel or like do things in a way like you've discovered that like, and we all did it. We all do it. Like you are coming to adulthood in a way that nobody ever has. Mm -hmm. And so you are going to like, we don't need to do it this way. We'll do it this way. And we're like, Oh, so good luck. I already been there and I already done that. And I see the flaws. And there's something to be said for being single. And also there's something to be said for being 29 and not sure of what the heck's going on in your life. Yeah. There's also something to be said for being, you know, scared witless about the future or feeling inadequate because that will get you off your fanny to go live your life and make something out of it. Versus like, 
I'm okay. I can just sit in the basement and everything's fine because I'm rationalizing the world around me and I'm not any differently than anything else. No, like, man, experiences have them. They're yeah. good for you. Yeah. And I also, I also think there's something too about making that into an experience that is only that age. How do I explain do that? Meaning, you know, she's like, you know, it's this thing about being 29 and then turning 30. And I'm like, well, yes, that's your experience of being 29 and then turning 30. But the life experience you're having about what it means to be a single person in a society that is geared toward couples, that is like a bigger, that's a big experience. That's more than just being 29 and turning 30. Also... Yeah. And that's we have this tendency to make everything like hyper focused on our one experience of the world. And that's, I think, where the mistake is. So we don't need to make this happily. Like, what is it? What is it called? Being self-partnered a thing. So can we not do also, that? Also, when, when a 30-year-old arrives and, and says, you know how the like when they have a perspective on the perspective of somebody who was 30 and is a little bit far removed from it. So let's say you're 40 and you're looking back on being 30. Like you, you can't have that experience yet because you, you haven't had, you know, like there are reasons that people, so it may seem stereotypical. It may seem like, um, like I, I get feeling when you're young, feeling like the world is putting its expectations on you or you are a victim of, the like chapters of life as they've been laid out, but that's because the people who are older than you have, have gone, gone through, through it, it and are looking back and have perspective on it. Right. And you don't yet, you have a very unique experience in that you're doing it for the first time, which is totally okay and normal. And I want to honor that because yeah. I'm having that experience being 44 for the first time. And right. somebody who's 60 is looking at me going, Oh, I know you're worried about this, but guess what? You shouldn't be like, that's just what we do. And so when people try to rewrite that and they think that they've, you know, cracked the code to the universe, well, just wait till you get to be 40, honey, and you'll look back on this time. And I bet you'll have a different perspective. Here's what I will give her grace on is that when I was that age, when I was younger and I was having those, cause we all do it. And I was having those own revel, those revelations about what it meant to be that age and have this life experience in this worldview. What I hated more than anything was when people who were older and more experienced than I was going, well, just you wait. Yeah. I hated that. Of course. It is the worst. But it's the truth. It is the truth. Because those people were you once. That's true. There is, like, we always shame, like, backwards and forwards. Mm -hmm. But it's like... We're, we've We're all, all been people, those things, man. man. We're just honor, like living the life, man. Honor the wisdom, but then honor the journey yes. that you need to take in order to cultivate the wisdom. Yes, yes thank you. Yes, and honor the, the people that went before mm-hmm. and, and are yet to come. Yeah. Okay, I want to make a D-bag. Oh, okay. I didn't know it was craft time. It is craft time. And my get your glue guns out because page six is my D bag. Um, Mostly because they had this story about Felicity Huffman. You know, she's an ex con now. And I love this headline Felicity Huffman lives luxuriously in husband's Porsche after prison. Okay. 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 Where do you begin with that? Uh, She's living in husband's (laughs) Porsche. Is that what you want me to believe? (laughs) 
She's living luxuriously. I'm pretty sure he had a Porsche before they went to prison. I'm pretty sure they'll continue to have a Porsche after prison. Also, driving around luxuriously in a Porsche is probably what got her to prison. True that. Partially. Also, well, no. Because she was driving that Porsche Mm -hmm. lifestyle thinking the rules didn't apply to her. Anyway, I and I also also why does it bother me that it's his Porsche? Why does that bother? Well, he's driving it. Yeah, but I mean, it might be his Porsche. Well, and but it might be, be frank, their Porsche. Yeah, the title might be under his name. You, know? you don't know. Does, but does Francesca Bacardi know that? But girl, if I own the Porsche, I'm driving the Porsche. Okay. I'm just saying, sometimes also, my husband drives my minivan. Okay, well, that sounds like a personal issue. And you can make your husband your D-bag another day. No, I'm, I love that he drives my minivan. I think it's sexy. What? Okay, but nobody says that. He does it confidently. I think it's sexy. <laughs> I do. I think okay. it's... Holly? Okay. Back to the Porsche. All right. Anyway, um, I also just love that they're trolling her, and they literally took a few pictures of them in a Porsche, and she's like, doop-a-doo, and they're mm-hmm. like, live in the la- <laughs> lap of luxury. Ex-con, how dare she drive around in a Porsche Porsche? <laughs> I mean... This girl is going back to being the same privileged, successful yeah. actress that she was before no. prison. She just had before, her by the way, in prison. Like 11 days in prison. Yeah. Not even down. the full 14-day sentence. Calm down. And you know what? That Porsche is going to be the same Porsche that drives her to her community service and drops her off. Which she brought off, cupcakes to the other which day. Which was lovely of her. Yeah. Very kind. Very nice. She's got that little trapper keeper thing for her cupcakes. It, I would call it a Tupperware. Yeah, but I'm just saying it's the little container mm-hmm. thing. She does. She looks happy. Get it, girl. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, we've got a publationship to talk about. What's a publationship? Bradley, that was your cue. I'm sorry. Somebody just tweeted us. <laughs> oh, and I'm okay. trying to figure out what it means. Uh, a publationship is a relationship for the purposes of publicity. And uh, we're going to talk about Modi. What's a Modi? That is Cody Simpson and Miley Cyrus. We'll do that after this on My Talk 1071. Well, we love to talk about publicationships on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Bradley, what's a publicationship? Relationship for publicity. Celebrities and do it a lot. What's a Modi? Modi is a Cody Simpson and a Malasaroth. And what are we talking about them for? Well, um, because I've got some questions. You know, their relationship is completely a publicationship. If Hashtag ever there was confirmed. one. Confirmed. Okay, Bias. so just go with us. Long story short, they're in a publicationship. He's dropping some music. He's doing some stuff on TV. She's in this like sort of in-between phase and has nothing better going on and needs a check. So this is working out for the two of them. Okay. Now, specifically today, the headline was, or yesterday actually, and we're talking about it today. Hashtag, or hashtag. <laughs> Pound quote, 75 hard. Quote. Four months sober and still stoned. What? Cody Simpson shares a cryptic post about sobriety as he spends time with Miley Cyrus at her ranch in Nashville. Now, I guess I had missed this, but apparently both Miley and Cody have recently talked about being sober. Okay, so we you didn't miss this. You just forgot it. Because we did talk about this. That there was... Um, that was kind of part of... They weren't leading with that, but that was part of... 
their coming together, or at least the story that they were sharing was like that they were both sober. And actually there was a blind item about that. Uh, allegedly Holly, and I don't know if you remember this, but there was a blind item about this person says she's sober, but she's crushing up Adderall. And yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I don't think that we read that on the air. Oh, that was an off the air. Oh, but we there was supposed to say that out loud. They're going to come for you. <laughs> but there fine. was a blind item that NT Lawyer published in the past couple of weeks, basically alluding to the fact that possibly, maybe Miley Cyrus is doing some things that are not good for her health. Yeah. Well, but, and I will say, I uh, what were you? Oh, I was just going to say, but they both. I'm Bradley Trainer, and I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like this: A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Allegedly, uh, they both have talked about how their sobriety and a source was saying that that was part of the reason why they were drawn together at this time in their lives. Um, well... Do we think that they're sober? No. Okay. okay. So now, I was born at night. I'm sober. But I was not born last night. I am night. not one to judge other people's soberiety because it can be what you want it to be. Like, I am not the arbiter of all things sober, but I'm like, I kind of feel like, I don't know. But anyway, the moral of the story is this post said uh, four months sober and still stoned. Now, that could mean a lot of things. And mm-hmm. actually, the way I took that is like, I'm still stoned on life, man, love, but I'm sober. Man. And like, I know that experience of being sober and you're like, but I'm still happy. If if by stoned, he means enjoying life. Yeah. Sure. I would question the use of the term stone to equate to happiness, happiness, but mm-hmm. whatever uh, the kids yeah, they use terms differently. Brain. Um, so he did this cryptic post uh, four months sober and still stoned. And then, most recently, there's something we need to go deeper on. Um, He, you know, because you'll remember he's Australian. Yep. And while he lives in California, he also lives in Australia on occasion, especially when he's doing stuff. And he most recently won Australia's Masked Singer. Mm -hmm. And he was at an event there recently at, quote, Tiffany and Company. Oh, uh, at an event in Australia that he and Miley found, uh, he said at this event that he and Miley found each other in a space where they both weren't partying and talked about kind of like what what got them sober. Yeah. But it was being at a Tiffany company and a company event that got my spidey senses yeah. up. Why? Because Tiffany and company is, I believe, the holy grail for publicationships. Why so? Because uh, it has been used as spawn con. By such publicationships as Jonas, Priyanka Chopra, and Nick Jonas. Yes, so we know that actually um, Tiffany and Company likes to push the celebrity angle real hard. Yeah, and they did that uh, with Priyanka Chopra and Nick Jonas yeah. around their engagement. Correct. And bachelor and their wedding. Be- well, yes, and their wedding because that's who that's where they got their rings. So they were Tiffany and company was like all over 
everything having to do with their wedding. But prior to that, you're right. It was like a wedding shower and also the bachelorette party. And this event that Cody did uh, in Australia with uh, Tiffany had to do with the launch of their men's wear. Oh, so now okay. Tiffany is doing menswear? Like clothes? It looks like it. I'm looking at uh, some signature pieces. Okay. Yeah. So uh, this is working for him. Like the publationship is getting him where he wants to be. Maybe this is jewelry pieces and he's just where. Yeah, it looks like it's jewels. I guarantee you. Okay, so there's some hallmarks of this publationship that are um, suspicious okay. or that are their hallmarks. I mean... Uh, her, his manager has said now, cause what, what's one of the questions or, or in sales, they would call it an objection. Like what's one of the questions we all have about their relationship? How did they get so deep so fast? Right. Yeah, they've been together literally for a few weeks. Well, his manager, and I will read the actual quote, but said something along the lines of like, no, they totally are they've known each other for a long time and their relationship is far deeper than you even really know. Um, which to me tells you that there's like, there's like a move by their PR people to try to explain away what we're seeing in a way that would be logical. Right. Because if you hear that and you're not really paying attention, you'll go, Oh, okay. So they've known each other for a while. So like maybe the seeds of the relationship were planted. Well, that is problematic. Yes. Why? Because she was married. She still is. And oh, yeah. also she also that. had a relationship with a woman. In the middle of all of that. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, the story is basically that they're trying to push is like, okay, here's what Cody's manager said. It is early, but their friendship is longstanding and deeper than people realize, which is a way of saying, like, nothing to see here. Don't worry about it. That answers all of your questions. They've known each other for a long, long time. And so they, you know. They'll fall deeply in love quickly, of course, because they've known each other for so long. Hmm. And also, you'll remember that when we questioned the obvious timing of this, they pushed back by saying uh, very simply, like, I can do what I want and my life is mine to live and blah, blah, blah. It's like, "Mm, okay, so you're going to shame us for seeing what's right in front of our faces? So obvious. So obvious. Yeah. I mean, I'm, yeah. Anyway, whenever I see Tiffany and company and I, I start to smell a publication show. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, I think, again, like hallmarks, right? We're going to start to see correlations. We will draw the lines for you. Don't worry. Don't don't you feel like you have to go looking unless you feel like it, in which case share with us what you find. But we will do the looking for you and we will draw these um, correlations for you. And I would say Tiffany and company, I mean, they clearly are hot on the publication ships. Yeah. Yeah. Also, okay. Also, like what real actual relationship? Like think about your life. Okay. What real actual relationship is going to Tiffany and company and being like, hey, will you sponsor our marriage? Do you see what I'm saying? You don't partner with Tiffany in a real relationship. Yeah. You know, you don't go look seeking that out. Yeah. You seek out a partnership with Tiffany if you are already using your relationship for publicity. Okay. Does that make sense? I'm trying to figure out what the distinction is. My math is. on that? Yeah. Well, like, okay, for example, I'm trying to think of an example of like a real, okay, like a Dax Shepard and a Kristen Bell. Yeah. Who are married and celebrities. Yep. 
They're not like shopping their relationship to Tiffany to be like, hey, you know, hey, we're in a relationship. We're both celebrities. Why don't you, you know, give us a little something, something. We'll give you a little something, something back. They're not thinking about that because they're actually focused on their relationship. Yeah, they're just doing it. The people who are looking for that kind of sponsored content are people who are already in the publicationship business. But here's here's the danger and here's the problem. And here's what scares me. Oh, my God. And I only have 30 seconds to tell you this. Let it out. This is the future. I know. And this is what your friends will start doing now Mm -hmm. because they see celebrities doing it. And they think that it's why you have on Instagram people who don't live in the public eye posting photos of themselves as if it's a like ad campaign. Yeah. Like they're looking off to the side. Oh, yeah. No. In a forest no, that they had somebody else take photos of them. You're for. dropping real knowledge right now. So just wait. It's happening. You know when we come back, what's the most popular Thanksgiving dish at your table? 651-641-1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.